0: Welcome, everybody. This is Becky McRae. I'm here with Deb Brown, and we are going to bring you five stories about rural small business and everything going on in small towns. And today, I don't know about you, Deb, but it's like 80 degrees here in Oklahoma again today, so we're back to having summer.
1: We have one day of spring. It's 70 degrees today. It's awesome. The windows were open. It was beautiful. With about 40 mile an hour winds, we're happy.
0: Yeah. I'm just back from the SM Tulsa conference, which was a wonderful conference, a great experience, terrific lineup of speakers. And while um, it's got a a social focus, a social business focus, it's one of the few conferences that I just absolutely love to go through. It's a great balance. Um, It's well worth the drive to go to. Um, And you're just back from several events lately as well, too.
1: It's been just a little busy, which is great, and even more events coming up. And I was following your speakers online as best I could between Twitter and Facebook. I'm going to have to come next year. It looked really great. And um, there's some fun stuff coming up in Council Bluffs where I'm going to catch the tail end of the uh, Byways conference that's coming up. So I'm looking forward to that as well. Let's start. We've got some fun stuff.
0: We do have some fun stuff. And so this week, instead of me introducing each story, Deb actually picked all of our stories this week. So Deb, why don't you introduce our first story?
1: Well, and we're going to start in Canada because, you know, those Canadians, they just tickle me to no end. And we're going to start with a fun little story. There's a gentleman there that started with a fun idea, which is a mini newspaper. And by mini, I mean it was about that big. And he started, just thought it was a great idea, a little paper and quite funny, this guy. Uh, He actually went around with his mini newspaper and set up little mini newspaper holders around town in um, Calgary, I believe it was. No, Nanton. I get it yet. He started a mini newspaper in a small town full of big ideas. And it was just so much fun to read the article and read what he was doing. And he just, his persistence really paid off. Uh, Truly uh, the value of small town living. What were your thoughts?
0: I liked it for a couple of reasons. The first is he described his little, it's about the size of a quarter of a page. So he described his little newspaper as performance art masquerading as a newspaper.
1: So it's not really,
0: and uh, he received the wonderful headline that you knew was coming, which is that this mini newspaper prints all the news that will fit. Period. (laughs) Period. That's it. No, it's a great idea, example of doing an experiment. You know, there's the wonderful thing about being in a small town is we'll just let you try anything. And if you don't have to take on a big project, you may think, well, starting a newspaper is a big deal. Start a little newspaper. Take, a, take your idea, scale it down, try a small version of it. See what you can do with taking something just to the smallest possible level. And you may reach a much bigger success than you ever thought possible with a, with a small project.
1: And, you know, those local people just accepted him for exactly who he was. It was great. Perfect. Next up, we're coming back to Iowa to a little town called St. Saint- Ansgar. And, frankly, if you threw a nickel up in the air, you'd end up in Minnesota. That's how close it was. And, and you know, they, they uh, were trying to figure out how to warn the drivers for the deer. And if you come to northern Iowa, you are bound to get a deer. Whether you get it well, with a gun or, or, or if you get it with your car, you know. And and they had a sign that they put up um, that was really pretty funny about um, suicidal deer. So be careful because they have suicidal deer. And that's what the sign alluded to.
0: Okay. Let's just say the normal signs say deer crossing. Right. The new sign says suicidal deer (laughs) right be careful
1: suicidal deer and you know I thought it was hysterical and so did everybody I know it's like wow that's pretty smart those deer are suicidal but some of the people didn't think it was pretty funny so they got a lot of attention I thought it was great they got a lot of good attention and I know that it brought a lot of hunters too because you know that's great for tourism for them it brings up more hunters to go hunting up there because you know deer season is a good time to make some extra money in a small town like that so i think it worked out pretty well for them
0: you know i have hit a deer with my car of who course. has it Sorry, And I'm not even in Iowa. I'm in Oklahoma. I've hit a deer and I've had my life touched by someone who committed suicide. So, oh. I, you know, I'm on both ends of this question. And, you know, I think the sign is a little questionable as an official governmental sign. I can see an individual putting up such a sign as a joke. Um, am I offended? No, not really. It's just a sign. But I will say this. Nothing says small town like a wonderful local controversy like this and will really just shows you all politics is local and, and nothing gets people as as riled up as something that's a, a great, pure local issue. And and this is a, an example of the kind of thing that happens in small towns. And I'm sure there are people on both sides of this who feel very, very, very strongly about it.
1: And see, I didn't even think about the personal side of it. I just thought it was a funny sign. So Absolutely. I
0: understand. Like there I said, I can go. see both sides of this.
1: So our next sign, uh, our next one, we travel, uh, travel across the ocean. So there um, was a gentleman in India that uh, talked about small town growth and actually he, I believe it was a, a wedding and he didn't have any place to put up all his relatives that were coming for the wedding. And it created this problem actually created an opportunity for him. So he figured out how to have a and b so that he could create small town uh, ecotourism for his small community, and I thought isn't that just brilliant how to turn a opportunity into a small town problem into an opportunity it's everywhere it's not just in the United states it's across the world that you that you can turn problems into opportunities uh, out of you know your personal problem well let's make this work, and that's exactly what he did.
0: It is. And he also pointed out that what he's doing is giving people an opportunity to stay with him and experience village life. This ties into some major tourism trends right now, people wanting authenticity, a chance to connect to community. And it's all about connecting with each other as human beings. And so the opportunity to really connect and get a slice of village life is truly the opportunity, whether you are in any country in the world, no matter where you are, because that's the thing we can't get without your personal help. So for a, for a business opportunity, uh, the chance to connect people to the way that you just authentically live your life, I think it makes terrific sense. And it's uh, it's a big opportunity that, that anybody can take advantage of to try to connect with these major tourism trends that are going right now in favor of rural areas.
1: Yep. Just have an experience. And the next one is back to Minnesota, back to Northern Minnesota coming from uh, local news there. It's a little small article, but they really wanted to point out that small town Minnesota is not dying. And I thought it was simply brilliant. They did talk about the 20 to 24 year olds are moving away, but they're going to college, let them go. And they did mention that all other age groups are coming back. And those that have, uh, bought homes for second homes for vacation homes are actually moving there and staying there. And I thought that's just simply brilliant. And it's not seasonal people that are coming that are that are coming seasonally. They're actually moving there and staying there permanently. So they're speaking to, to me, to my audience, you know, that people really do want to live in small towns. And they also had links to other small town articles. And I thought that was pretty nice too.
0: Yes, this is from the smart folks at the University of Minnesota Morris, their small town group has done some really major research on this. And um, there's really good hard synthesis data on the fact that we have population moving into almost every single rural county in the United States. We have good solid numbers that show you that people ages 20 to 24 are moving out, but people of all other age groups are moving in. Now, whether that leads to a, a net decline or a net growth for you, but it just shows you that the story is not only about people moving away. We also need to pay attention to the story of the people who are moving in, and we have to give them a chance to connect to our community. We have to be open to the fact that even if we're in a declining population county, we have newcomers, and it's our job to connect with them, welcome them, and make them a part of our community. We all have newcomers. That's right, absolutely. And finally, our last story
1: is a little bit different for us because it talks about somebody that is not using social media, that is not talking about what they do. They're just doing what they do. This young lady, uh, the local paper actually picked it up and it came about as word of mouth. She came back, she actually ended up in this town because uh, she had a problem. And she went there to get help for her problem. And then she decided to open the local diner that was there and, and start working at this diner and help the same people that helped her and were in the same situation she was in. And the local paper said, we're going to write about you. And she was like, yeah, okay, whatever. And it was a very heartwarming story. And the community, the town gathered around her and said, hey, we're going to help you out and we're going to eat here. And it's the regulars. It's that word of mouth that makes her business survive. And I thought that that was pretty cool. And that's what small town people do, whether it's in the paper or not, they support each
0: other. (laughs) Several people in the article mentioned the sense of community that builds up. This is not just a place to grab breakfast. When you come here and eat, you become part of the community. And they talked about the fact they want to reach out more to students at the local university and bring them into the community as well, the community of people that eat there and connect. They said, you know, it's actually it costs less and the food tastes better than it does at those fast food joints. We really want to reach those, those young people and bring them into our, our community. So I love this sense of community. That's some of the things that we do best as small town businesses. It's, it's the best of what we do. And so I love to see people that are connecting, uh, reaching out to each other and reaching to help people to, to improve their lives and to make a better life for themselves, even though they have experienced problems. Lots of folks in small towns have gone through some kind of an issue in their life. And so reaching back to help those folks take a step up, that's a big part of, of what we like to think that we do best in small towns.
1: Yeah, we certainly aim to do that for sure. Okay, what's coming up next? This is a good month for us. We have something coming up. You
0: wanna talk about it? We do have something coming up. We're gonna do a webinar called uh, Rural Job Creation Strategies. And it's going to be about serendipity and collisions and the hybrid vigor of ideas. So if you need to do some rural jobs creation in your area, then we welcome you to come to our webinar. You can find it at saveyour.town. There's a link on the homepage there that will take you to the webinar page. And we would love to see you as a, a, to join us on the webinar, bring your stories because we're always very interactive on our webinars. We'd love to hear from you then. And the date for that is? April 20th, 20th. 6
1: p.m. Central Standard Time and there's a charge for this it's only twenty dollars and you can bring a whole bunch of people and watch it at your location whether that be at your home at your local library or at your office we don't care
0: in fact we do something a little different than most folks is that we not only provide you with the webinar when it's live and you can bring a group together to watch but then you can watch the replay again as long as you are present you can watch the replay several times with several different groups within your community in 14 days. You have two weeks to do it. We give you a time limit because we know that this only works if you get it done quickly. So we give you a time limit of two weeks and you can schedule as many viewings as you possibly can in those two weeks. As long as you're present at each one, then you are welcome to use the replay multiple times because we want you to build community. We want you to make these ideas happen. The way you'll do that is by bringing people together. So that's how we do our webinars. Anything else that we need to mention today, Deb?
1: Nope, we'll probably blab again next week, I think. And we'll just look for it on our Facebook page, which is Xavier.Town. All right. We're everywhere. We're
0: everywhere. everywhere. Thank you so much. And we will see you all again next week. Bye-bye. Bye
1: Bye now. Okay, recording is.